0: Welcome to Becoming Unstuck, a safe place to help individuals find the tools they need to live the life they truly want. I'm your host, Jordan Meyer, resiliency and trauma therapist. Join me here each week where you will learn one tool that you can use to help you become the person you've always wanted to be and live each day with more happiness. On today's episode, we're talking about anxiety within children. So, last week's episode, we talked about anxiety, and a lot of the information was geared and directed more towards an adult perspective and an adult understanding. Now, a lot of the same principles can still apply. However, I wanted to take today's episode and talk more about anxiety within children and how parents or caregivers can also help these children to better deal with anxiety and to manage it on a daily basis. I think in schools... And in general with children, we focus a lot on IQ, like intelligence, and I don't think we focus enough on EQ, emotional intelligence, right? I think it's really important for caregivers and parents to be able to talk with children about how to regulate emotions, how to recognize them, how to deal with them. And I think in doing so helps give children into adulthood a lot more of an advantage and to be able to emotionally regulate and to deal with life-on-life terms rather than feeling like the whole world is against them. So in today's episode, talking about anxiety within children. Now, one of the ways to understand and navigate anxiety, in particular anxiety and some of the differences between children and adults, is that in adults, anxiety has a real fundamental basis to it. For instance, the anxiety may have an actual truth to it. And one of the difference in children is that anxiety, while I'm never going to say that anyone's anxiety is false or not real, because it is a very real thing, particularly to the person who's dealing with the anxiety. But a lot of the time, anxiety within children is rooted in something that as an adult, you tend to not think is serious or it's not that big of a deal. And then what tends to happen is that the parent or caregiver becomes dismissive of the child's anxiety and then tells it's not that big of a deal, get over it, it's okay. And in turn, there's also the other approach that happens in which the caregiver gives too much into the anxiety and plays into it that it becomes kind of its life of its own. So if you're a parent or caregiver or, or even just wanting to gather further information on how to deal with anxiety... This is a really good tool that you can use to help children and young kids with anxiety. It's also not exclusive to just children. So even you as an adult can be able to use this information for yourself. So what we're going to talk about is what we call the three pitfalls of anxiety within children and just anxiety in general. The three pitfalls really go down to what we call the content trap, the positive approach, and more of what we want to do, externalization. So the three ways we can really deal with it, content trap, positive approach, or externalization. Now, none of these are done in malice. I think in general, as parents and as caregivers, we really try to help and do the best that we can in managing the anxiety. I want to talk about this because it's not malice. It's not intent that we're doing it wrong. But a lot of these traps that we fall into, I'm going to explain in just a minute of why they can be better suited in a different way and what it actually does when we tend to fall into these so the first one is the content trap and what usually happens is that the parent or caregiver gets too bogged down in the content of what the anxiety is producing so anxiety will always attach to something tangible Right? Anxiety is the fear of what could happen, but most likely never will. And so therefore a child or even any person will have the anxiety attached to something tangible to use as the excuse or as the reason of why they're feeling the anxiety. So let's say for instance, every morning, a child worries about throwing up at school, they get so nervous. That they vomited at school and now since then they are extremely nervous that every time they go to school they're going to do that right the content trap will say okay if you feel sick go to the nurse she'll help you it's not that big of a deal it's okay right we'll work through it the parent is getting too focused and bogged down on the fact that vomiting is the source of the problem when in reality it's the anxiety or the fear of what can happen at school that's really the problem So the other side of this, the reassurance or the positive approach, right? Kid is really worried about vomiting at school. The reassuring approach will say, no, you won't do it. It's okay. You're not gonna vomit. Everything will be all right. You're not gonna be sick. They're swinging to the other end rather than focusing on the detail. They're just trying to reassure and validate the kid that everything is gonna be okay. But the truth is is that the parent doesn't know it's gonna be okay. There is no evidence to support that actually it's not going to happen. And so what ends up as a result in this situation is the anxiety doesn't get decreased. Rather, the child just begins to feel that they're invalidated and the parent is not listening to them. So we have the content trap. We have the reassurance trap. Now, this one is what we call the externalization, and this is really what we want to focus on. So in this scenario and situation, the child every morning is worried about vomiting at school. The externalized situation wants to tell us, okay, hey, I know that sounds like a worry, and I think the worry is the one that's doing the talking. So let's talk back to the anxiety, and what do you want to tell it today? What do you want to say back to this worry? Now, in this scenario, why we want to do this example is because the parent doesn't dismiss the anxiety, it acknowledges it. Because, okay, I recognize that there's anxiety and worry here. But then the parent also doesn't try to deal with it or fix it themselves. They give the child the tools to be able to fix it as they are trying to work through it. So the response is, okay, this is anxiety. Recognize it. I validate it. Now, what do you want to do about it? You have the power to work through this. And this is why this example is so beneficial to children is because oftentimes anxiety feels as though there's nothing we can do. It's too powerful. It's too big. It never goes away. And this gives the child the resource to be able to work through it themselves, to be able to feel like they're confident and comfortable to overcome the trial that they're having. So again, this is the external cue. So we're going to do another example in this moment. A child is scared to sleep in their own room. If we're going to the reassurance example, a parent may respond, your room is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. If you need me, I'll be right here. It's okay. Right now, again, parent is dismissing the child's anxiety. Second example, the content trap, right? Child is scared to sleep in their own room. Parent or caregiver responds, we already looked under the bed. There's no monsters. There's nothing going on. Daddy will put a lock on it. Everything's okay. All right, again, in this example, the parent is getting too focused on the fact that the child is scared and what they may be scared about. So they're too focused on the content of what the problem is rather than the source of the anxiety. Now, good example, third is the best, right? The externalization, child is scared to sleep in their room by themselves. Parent or caregiver says, okay, your worry says that every night and your anxiety tells you that you can't go to bed because you're too scared, What do you need to tell the worry in order to go to sleep? So again, we want to validate the anxiety, validate the worry, and then give the child the power and the option to deal with it themselves. So last example, uh, as we're talking about this, uh, a teenager is worried that at school they will say the incorrect answer in a social situation. They're going to get called on, raise their hand, and the teacher is going to call on them and they're going to have the wrong answer. Right. As a parent, this may seem like a minuscule thing, but to a teenager, this is life changing. This is embarrassing if this happens. So teenager refuses to go to school because they're too worried about looking dumb in front of their friends. Reassurance trap. I'm sure you'll do fine. When you hear your friends, you'll do great. Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Again, invalidate. Don't recognize. Doesn't deal with it. Teen just feels ignored and not heard. Second example, the content trap. Teen worries about saying a dumb thing in class, content trap, okay, tell me what you're going to say, walk through it with me, role play, okay, that's not that bad, it'll be all right, you can do it, right? This is where the parent gets too focused on the content of what the teenager can say or not say. It's designed to be a validating way, but focuses on the incorrect thing and doesn't actually manage it. So the last example, the externalization of this anxiety. Teenager is worried about saying something dumb in class. Parent caregiver responds, I can hear how the worry makes you doubt yourself in situations, but if you're listening to it now, what is it telling you to do and what do you think you can tell it back that you'll be able to be comforted in that moment? So again, we recognize and validate the anxiety. We give a response that helps the child or the teenager in this case know that they have the confidence to deal with themselves. So as we're talking about anxiety, whether it's adults or children, this is something that you can use even as an adult perspective, right? If you get too over-focused on trying to reassure yourself or validate yourself that everything is going to be okay and it's going to be fine, you're getting stuck in the reassurance trap. If you're trying to walk through every example of how things can be okay or not be okay, you're getting stuck in the content trap. And so whether it's adult or children, what you're going to want to do is externalize the anxiety. We want to notice it. We want to validate it. And we want to externalize it in a way that gives you or the person you're helping the ability to talk back to it and in turn manage. Now, this is going to give them or you the ability to feel like you actually have power and a choice over your anxiety. And that is a really, really incredible tool to have that you have a say how much anxiety, manifests in your life. So something that you can use on a daily basis or to help your children and children in school to better manage their anxiety. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family and join me here next week. If you happen to live in the Utah Salt Lake area, please reach out for help if needed. You can find me on Instagram at jordanmeyer.cmhc. Follow me on Facebook. And remember, you can find this episode and future episodes on any podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I will see y'all next week.